All right. All right. We're back. All right, all right, all right. You have your headphones in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not working. They're Hi. not working. It's me, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> um, all right. Welcome back. Uh, it is episode 14 of the podcast formerly known as Spencer and Laura's Vomitorium. Uh, I will explain that at the end of the podcast just to keep you all listening. Um, but it is our... Brass tax, brass tax. <laughs> but it is our uh, weekly podcast where we discuss all things unbearable, insufferable, and aggravating. I am host and writer Laura Kleinschmidt. And as usual, Spencer Breslin is not here today. So um, yeah, uh, we are joined though by uh, my favorite <laughs> guest ever and fan favorite guest ever, Actor, singer, writer, man of many talents, Larry Allen. Oh my God! Thank you. You're hey, Do you like that glowing introduction? I know. Thank. That was really lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be filling in for Spencer and Absentia. <laughs> I love it. I, this is like my second home being on the podcast. This is your second home. Yes. And also, I'm like ex- so so as <laughs> as, as was uh, happening last week. Spencer took the the mic stand, so I haven't had a chance to go and buy a new one. Shakus. Jacuz. Uh, haven't had a chance to go and buy a new one because it is a pain in the ass to get to Guitar Center and I'm a busy person. Which one do you go to? No one cares, but I do. Uh, I actually go to the one on Atlantic, like okay. near the Barclays. Okay, they're all kind of scary. They're all terrible and they like, when you walk in there, it sounds like the sounds of hell. <laughs> like I've always said to the people that work there as I'm there, I'm like, how do you work here? I would lose my Godforsaken. It's mind. like that guy who like jams on the guitar in the corner, but like mm-hmm. there's 18 of them mm-hmm. on various instruments. That's exactly right. Hell, you know exactly what I'm talking. Sounds about. Sounds like hell. It is hell. Um, so I have not gotten a uh, a new mic stand, and so I am here holding my mic st- or my mic. Um, and last week I I fashioned the pop filter, and what the pop filter is for those who don't know. It is like a round, meshy thing that you put in front of the microphone so that you don't have noises like. So that when I like spit yes, and like exactly. use like really, really plosive peas, you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? It's like it, nice and, and it chills it out. Yeah. Um, and so right now it's fashioned to the jar in which I hold my change. It's so funny. But I'm I'm not using it at the moment. So it could. Uh, yeah. See, look there. If you look at the screen, Larry, there's a moment where I popped right oh, there. Oh, with the PPPs. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, you didn't pop. I popped. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I just think I'm just going to do this because it's more comfortable than. Just do it. I'm just going to do it. We're all friends here. OK, whatever. People aren't listening for audio quality. Don't they? <laughs> um, like the comments, like they light up. <laughs> the audio quality went down this episode. I'm not listening anymore. I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> Bye. Emoji shitstorm. Also, we're drinking. Oh, we are drinking. We're I'm drinking. drinking with a capital D. Yeah, we got uh, a 12 rack. I believe the text was, can we get a 12 pack? Because mama's thirsty. <laughs> so we went to 7-Eleven. We sweat our asses off walking a block and a half to 7-Eleven. Yes. But now we're here with Modelo's. Um, what I wanted to do first... Was I wanted, I'm distracted. Oh, I, this is what I wanted to mention because I'm distracted by the beautiful view of my own apartment because I never have my shades up. Humble brag. Humble brag. But uh, we are in my apartment. This is the first time this podcast has ever been recorded outside of the East Village. And it's really lovely. As someone who has seen both experience, Old Testament, New Testament, I'm liking the part where Jesus arrives. You're yes. preferring this one. Uh, well, what I did was that because uh, Spencer's been away for many weeks, I thought to myself, uh, why do I have to go all the way up there to record when I can just record from my own apartment? 
So I went and got all the equipment, and now we are recording at Shea Kleinschmidt. I'm obsessed. This is my first time in many years of knowing Lara that I've been to her apartment, and it's really A+. plus. Thank you so much. It's really A+. plus. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, so we are here uh, no longer in the East Village. We are in the financial district. Um, but I wanted... Geotag. Geotag. Uh, eight spruce. <laughs> Full geotag. Come, you can come murder me in my sleep. Come find yeah, this bitch. Come find me. Uh, I won't give they, you my apartment number. They It'll fucking be a can't get up here. No, they actually cannot get up here. This building has the most amazing security. Amazing. It's outrageous. Um, right. So I wanted to, to thank Sam Siegel, who was my guest last week. So good. And he was really, really good. Yeah. And I got a lot of... Um, really nice messages about how much people liked him and he's such a lovely chivalrous person and he has been very kind and supportive of not just this show but the things that I've written and he always shares them with the most beautiful adjectives where he's like my brilliant friend Laura my beautiful friend Laura and I'm like god damn it like Sam what a mensch I know it's like God, you must have a really nice mom. That's what I always think of. <laughs> um, and so we talked about politics, which I said on the show last week. I don't actually, I don't love talking about politics on the show because I always get a bit afraid that that I don't have my facts straight. And if you don't come like one hundred with the politics, yes, then you end up looking really stupid. Yeah, there's hundreds of years of history that informs every single like garbage exactly. statement we want to make. So yeah. I get that fear too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I simply stay out of the ring because yeah. I don't know how yeah, to punch. You're like, do I not know this well enough? Exactly. And like the problem is that in this era, you, I'm constantly exposed on the internet to people who do know what they're talking about. Okay, you you, you, know? no, you have knowledgeable friends. Yeah, I have. Well, I, I follow knowledgeable people okay. on the Twitter. Okay, right. Yeah, and like journalists that I really respect, and people whose full time jobs is to know what they're talking about. Uh huh. And so when I sort of offer up my opinion into the public, <laughs> and I'm not on that same level, I get a bit nervous. But I think Sam and I did a pretty good job of. Sam actually knows what he's talking about. I, I'll take that back. I think I did a pretty good job of acknowledging the fact that I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was a good one. Thanks, and it I'm doing and I'm doing it again um, today. I don't know what I'm talking about, but we. I thought you know to mention Sam, give him a shout out, and then it's a nice transition to the first thing that we were going to talk about uh, this week, which was um, the Donald Trump controversy in which he said uh, at a rally. On Tuesday, he said, <clears throat> and I quote, "Unfucking believable." <laughs> like, just for preface, yeah. unfucking believable. But read the fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, he goes. Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish the Second Amendment. By the way, if she gets to pick, if she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is. I don't know. Trump said. But I tell you what, that will be a horrible day if Hillary gets to put her judges in. Right now we're tied. Okay. So let's unpack it. Like, this is just, like, the most... Ooh. There's a ghost. There's, There's a, a fucking poultry guy. There's a ghost. Like Trump, as in like, Trump is watching us. Something <laughs> literally just fell behind me. It's like inside my wall. I have nothing else to say besides the fact that Donald <laughs> Trump is here and he doesn't want me to say what I'm going to say, which is that he's a fucking lunatic. He's a lunatic. That like literally there's no way that Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. be, being in their position as the first, first black president, as a potential first woman president. Yeah. 
excuse me, beer burps. <laughs> Love that. There's two. This is my first beer. There's no way that, that Obama or Clinton, comma Hillary, could ever have said something like this mm-hmm. and have a have a potential future in this race. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the privilege that he is given by his space as a wealthy yeah. man, yeah. wealthy white man, is yeah. unbelievable. But it's even beyond that. Like, it would kill a campaign in an instant. In an instant. But it, he, it's even beyond the fact that he's a wealthy white man. What, for what it is, I think, is that he... He has set a precedent for himself that he does outrageous things. And the precedent was set months ago when, when you know, 18, 14 months ago when his campaign started. When he announced he was running and that, it wasn't a joke. That he was doing all these outrageous things and that and that his, his poll numbers never went down. Yeah. And so the point is that he gets away with these, with this outrageousness. And all that ever happens is that the media has a, you know, aneurysm rightly so because he does insane shit but it never deters the people that want to vote for him from voting for him yeah they and from it. supporting him they, they love, love it. it he gets now, more supporters by saying this, this was bullshit he does this was beer burps this was uh, <laughs> this was a this was a big mistake though on his part and obviously so 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 um, so um, um olivia nuzzy or newsy actually i'm not sure how to pronounce her last name She's, she's one of the newsies on Broadway. She's one of the newsies on Broadway. She is um, a journalist that I really, really admire and respect. I've never met her, but we know each other from the internet, and we've like talked and been in touch and shit. But I've never met her. She's uh, our age, if not a little bit younger, and she uh, writes for the Daily Beast, and she is fabulous, and she covers Trump for the Daily Beast. And if you have not read her, Larry and others, I highly recommend looking her up it is olivia nuzzy n-u-z-z-i i'm into it is she on twitter she's on twitter and you must follow her she is not not only is she brilliant but she's also hysterically funny and great uh, i need to stay informed and 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 she sounds like she has a point of view and she really does she's just (laughs) she's extremely fabulous um she wrote a great piece called donald trump's second amendment joke will get real people killed and uh the bit there's a bit from her piece his campaign blamed the dishonest media for distorting his words to appear outrageous but his words as he uttered them are right there for anyone who wants to listen they're right there for any american with a gun any american with a violent streak any american who believes justice can only be served through vigilantism however extreme um which is sort of the point and like my initial thought was like the the first thing that occurred to me was does does intent matter in these situations like regardless of whether or not let's put it this way Donald Trump is a crazy person who says crazy things do I think that what Donald Trump meant in that moment is hey people that tote guns you should get your gun and shoot Hillary Clinton I'm actually not sure that that's what he meant but the problem, I think what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter what he it, meant. I, I, there I agree with you. It does not matter it what he meant. It doesn't matter what he, he meant. Was, he was trying so hard to get a point, get across this point he was trying to make that he knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he was... Always the case. Always the case. That always he, the case. That he ended up saying something gross and completely revealing about how dumb he is as, is as a human. Yes. And so Which also I is damaging for him as a candidate. It's, it's so like, damaging. you're stupid. No one... I mean, I guess we have seen... We've seen this sort of precedent of, of idiotic behavior. behavior in a Republican president before. where But not you know, quite like but this. But not quite like this. Not quite like this. I so think I, that was sort of my point is what you were saying earlier, where like 
like it's not that he gets away with it because he's a rich white man because there have been so many rich white men that have won run for office as republican candidates who if they had a comment like this would be destroyed yeah that would be destroyed yeah, totally and so it it he transcends it has nothing to do with race and nothing to do with gender. It's just this Donald Trump thing. It is. He is his own uh, category. He is his own category. He has his own rules. And no, he is the only person that that abides by those rules. It is such a vicious, it's ex- weird cycle. And I feel really like that's is. what Olivia is talking about. Like yeah. how like him breathing out breathing this out into the culture allows people space to say that like this is legitimate yeah because he's running for the most legitimate office Office. that we have and so it's providing a way for these these bigoted wayward people to latch and and feel like they are real and legitimate Mm -hmm. when they're not they represent so little about what we actually want and also like i think the whole point is that language and words and rhetoric are what the country was built upon. And also, yeah, they're just extremely important and extremely powerful. Yeah. And it only takes one psycho sitting in their home hearing this comment from him, mm-hmm. who's already a troubled person, to feel justified in going out and doing something insane 100%. in the name of Donald Trump. And Donald, Donald Trump's, well, Donald Trump has a bajillion problems, but among them is his inability to understand his his role in contributing to inciting that kind of violence right yeah yeah he it feels as if he's blissfully ignorant he really is like the image that he portrays is that he is so self-satisfied that he's so happy with all of this havoc he's wreaking upon us. He just doesn't see it, or he does and he doesn't care. I don't is, know. But but do we believe that? Like I what? Just like don't which know. is a whole other question. Like, do we think that Donald Trump views himself as legitimate? The way that this person yeah, hearing his question. thoughts views him as legitimate, right? Because of wealth or whatever, or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, the empire he has built. Mm-hmm. But do you think that Donald Trump is he in on the joke? Must be. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I can't tell whether or not he got involved in all of this, never believed that he would get this far and is now just power hungry and winging it and in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Or if he is sort of deeply disturbed and deeply uh, narcissistic, which I think is sort of goes without saying, but I... But I wonder if, I mean, I, I think that... Which would you prefer of those two? Like, would you prefer to have him I, no, do this? No, I, I think I would prefer for him to realize how insane this this all really is. Uh-huh. I think I would prefer to him for him to think, like, I can't believe that I, a reality star, am, like, in this that's position. That's what it feels like. It feels like I think a that's giddy better. boy. I think you, that's You better, think that though. that's a better alternative than, than him... I think it's a better alternative to him being genuinely this deranged. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I, potentially I, winning. I think I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I saw this. I don't know if you are into Triumph, the insult comic dog. Not recently. Okay, so Triumph <laughs> is one of my favorite bits of all time. and uh, I do love him. I love him. And he has two election specials on Hulu. One of them was during the primaries, and it's an hour long, and he went to all the primaries, and it is fucking hysterical yeah and uh the most recent one was released yesterday and it was it's the summer special and it is um it's uh him at the conventions Mm -hmm. and it is so funny and there's this one moment where he he uh 
he makes a fake focus group for Donald Trump supporters and is showing all these Donald Trump supporters these fake ads that Donald Trump is going to run. And you just, you have to run and watch it because the shit that is proposed in the ads are like so insane. Like there's this one plan to get all these Mexicans back to Mexico by trapping them in porta potties outside of places they hang out like Home Depot. And they were like approval. They were like, and we then, love this. Literally. And then lifting them with the crane and like driving them back to Mexico. And these people are like, that sounds great. Like, <laughs> but like, what if my kid has to use the bathroom? Like that's their only issue. Oh, or there's one where it's like a fake, God. a fake or not a fake. Instead of uh, what they, what they're going to do instead of building the wall is they're going to put a, um, an invisible electric fence along uh-huh. the Mexican that border. That sounds like almost real. And then, that's what's sad about that. I know, but wait, it gets better because then they're like, then they're like, the only problem is we'll have to get all the Mexicans to wear shock collars <gasps> around their neck. And how are we going to do that? Well, we'll 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 put bling on the shock collars because like all Mexicans love bling, and all these people in the focus group are like not even batting an eyelash. Wow, it's <sighs> so ins- But the but the point stands that. He can do or say anything, and it doesn't matter. I, I hate it. I, I hate, hate it. Too. I hate it. Enough, enough. Enough. I can't glorify him anymore. Okay. Next up. Something trite. The very, <laughs> the very next day after he urges people to go out and kill Hillary Clinton with a gun. The very next oh, day. I know. Hearing it. I know. Hearing it just like it's, forthright. It's so outrageous. Is really grounding. The very next day, uh, a man who we came to know as Steve from Virginia. Steve from Virginia. (laughs) He uh, uh, attempted to scale and successfully scaled about 20 floors of the Trump Tower in Midtown (laughs) Manhattan with suction cups, uh, which was crazy to watch. It was like, he was out there for like two hours. He was out there for like maybe three, maybe three. Um, and then he, they just like snatched him into they, like, the building. They broke a window <laughs> They're, like, and grabbed this him. This is fucking over. But on Twitter, we all thought that he was pro-Hillary. Mm-hmm. That it was like a fuck you, you know, to the like the yes. literal establishment no, of every, Trump. That's what was so great. I love Twitter. Every, yeah, no, so it's true. Everyone was like, everyone was like, it's a political statement. We don't know what kind of political statement. But I think the assumption is that like when you do something like that, you're probably in protest. You're doing it in protest, right? So that's why everyone assumed that he was like anti-Trump. The Uh, other reason I love Twitter is because within an hour, somebody had found his video (laughs) that he had. No, and things like that is actually like if you're not on Twitter, it is my preferred platform because it refreshes itself with new information. Yes. Like every minute. Yes, it's amazing. And rather than it being just like garbage from Facebook or Instagram which is just narcissism but like so much shit gets clarified verified it's from amazing. Twitter yeah, so amazing. next time anything breaks down like anything breaks news wise go, go to Twitter go to the Twitter and you will have some sort of the story wait totally so we have agree. a clip we have a clip I'm gonna pull it up but what I was gonna say first is that um, going off of what you just said the reason Twitter is so great is because people on Twitter don't have to like fact check so like you can be speculative. Yes. So like there was no proof necessarily to to, to totally <laughs> to totally uh, validate the fact that this this guy in the video was in fact the guy that was climbing. Uh-huh. But it ended up that it was. But what was funny is that I was sitting here on Twitter, right where you're sitting now, sitting here on Twitter, also watching CNN. Found the video through uh, a guy named Michael Weiss, who's an author of my mother's. He had tweeted about it, and watched the video. When I watched it, it had 2,000 views. CNN didn't report on it for another hour and a half because CNN obviously has to make sure that it's, like, real before they... And when I went to look at it about... 
four hours later, it had like two million views, which is crazy. Amazing. So like I was one of the first people to see it. <laughs> Guerrilla journalism. <laughs> so um, right. So I'm going to play it and then we're going to talk about it just to give you guys a visual. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Steve from Virginia, Steve bro. From Virginia. Like literally this is. It looks like a vet mall ad. Yeah. So Steve from Virginia is standing in a room with a painting behind him and a French door. He is wearing a under. Is that the Under Armour? Yeah, that is uh, that is a black so, Under Armour. Yeah, so black Under. You would know Under Armour because you are from Baltimore. I'm from yeah, and I also have uh, <laughs> been on an elliptical the past five years. <laughs> so he's wearing an Under Armour sweatshirt, hood up, and he his face is about at three quarters, uh, you know, to the camera. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. He is he is um, Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World yes. type long hair. Yes. That's and exactly right. The 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 YouTube video is called "Message to Mr. Trump," in parenthesis, "Why I Climbed Your Tower." <laughs> Why well, I Climbed Your Tower? Okay, let's take a listen. Hello, Mr. Trump. Do excuse my manner of appearance. I just don't know how many people will watch this, and I'd rather not be recognizable. <laughs> I'm an independent researcher seeking a private audience with you to discuss an important matter. I guarantee that it is in your interest to honor this request. Believe me, if my purpose was not significant, I would not risk my life pursuing it. The reason I climbed your tower was to get your attention. If I had sought this via conventional means, I would be much less likely to have success because you are a busy man with many responsibilities. I'll get my contact information to your campaign so that if you are interested, you can respond. As for anyone else who's watching, please help make this video go viral so that it gets to Mr. Trump. And be sure to get out and vote for Mr. Trump in the 2016 election. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. Wait, this is so Thank good. You. I want to write the song. I'm like, why I climbed your tower? And then it's like, Thank you. <laughs> Please, I need your help. Like, I'm just going to write the song. It's going to be called, called Why I Climbed Your Tower. At the end, I'm going to ask that you help me make it go viral, which is my intent. And then I'm just going to say, Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so that was fucking weird. Steve from Virginia, you suck. Steve from Virginia sucks. That was fucking weird. I'm surprised. You know what he seems like? He seems like the kind of person who would be so in love with Donald Trump that he would shoot him. Yes, yes, you know? yes. He does like, have that look. Like, do it because he loves him. He does have a... Not, like, because he uh, wants to kill him, because he wants to, like, be close to him. Mm. And then he'll, like, kill himself so they can be together in heaven forever. Oh, my God. Anyway, so... That's, that's the reason why suction cups was trending on Twitter this week. That's exactly right. I don't know if, like, so when I was watching him do it, it's, like, such an involved process, and he seemed super chill. He didn't look scared to me. I mean, white people love to climb shit. <laughs> they, really <do. laughs> they really do. But like, I don't even understand. Like, what the fuck is the security there? Because he did not enter on street level. When, uh, you can like go up in the Trump Tower and go to this like little outdoor atrium on the fifth floor. Okay. And that's where he started. Maybe there's like a good restaurant up there. He was like, I'm going to Cipriani <laughs> on the atrium level. But you have to imagine like that is where Trump's campaign is headed mm -hmm. like don't they have fucking security dubious <laughs> uh, jesus christ <laughs> oh my god i mean jesus christ i i don't even anyway the plot Excuse twist me. yeah i'm, I'm burping up a storm <laughs> i don't burps. know what's going on um the plot twist is that he was a trump supporter and what i did love about that 
was that of course he is because the only people that would be insane enough to do some shit like that are the kind of insane people that support Donald Trump, number uh, one. And number two, I did love to see how disappointed everyone was about it. Yeah, because I, I, I guess it does scan that a Hillary supporter is not Mm-mm. not protesting by scaling a building. No way. In, like, in they're, midday. They're much more sophisticated than that. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, Malia Obama smoking weed at Lollapalooza. Malia smoking the guy. She's smoking a marijuana cigarette. Do we have confirmation that it was weed? Because to me, it looks it looks Here, like gonna... the bottom of like I don't even know what cigarette, but like a, a <laughs> parliament. It looks like she's smoking or like a camel. Maybe it's a Newport, which would actually be like the most harmful thing to her. That would be <laughs> to her Parents' okay, legacy. Here, here we go. Malia Obama caught smoking in Newport at Lollapalooza. All right, this is the image. The image that doesn't look like weed to me. You would never hold weed a joint that yeah, close like, to the. You know how you hold weed. She's holding. She's holding in between her middle finger and okay. her pointer finger. That is a good point. Which like, is how you hold a cigarette. Do you, you hold weed between the thumb. <laughs> And the pointer finger. Actually, everyone knows that, and you're so right. (laughs) Except the question is, like, do you think she knows that? Like, she's had a pretty sheltered uh, teenage. You think the first time she was like, I want to try marijuana (laughs) at Coachella. No. You don't don't think she was like, my parents are distracted at the DNC. No one's watching. I can, like, do whatever I want. So, Malia Obama, she went to to Sidwell Friends Academy, which was in the area of my boarding school. We played them in all sports. So, I know these kids. Okay. I know they all have farms and property in nearby Virginia. They have these manses and fucking, like, close to D.C., Maryland, and they are throwing ragers. And she's attended one, and she would have tried pot there first. So she knows what she's doing. Yeah, so it looks like a cigarette. I don't think that she would do that. She's 18. She can legally do that. That's true. So that feels more in line. Okay, so the first thing is we don't know what... So what we're saying here is that you're not convinced that it's weed. Not convinced that it's weed. But just in general, between this and the dancing and pulling up the skirt, I love it. I love it. She's acting appropriately 18 years old. I agree. That's like how I wanted to act at 18. That's how I was acting. I was actually doing worse things than that. Oh, me too. At age 18. By the way, I was smoking weed and twerking and lifting up my pants at Lollapalooza when I was 18. So she's she's precisely on Mars with what yeah, she should be doing. That's exactly right. And I love it. Live, little girl, live. She's like, it's my fucking gap year. Like, that is swag. Yeah. I would have never, ever, ever taken a gap year mm-hmm. at that age. Like, it was proposed to me, and I thought that it was ludicrous. I was like, mm-hmm. and not go directly to college? Like, like I can't do that. Yeah. Malia has fucking swag, yes. and she's exercising it, and she... Degaff is the phrase. Also, Don't give like, a fuck. She's like hot and like she is you know, hot. smart and like yeah. powerful. And what like, she needs life. is to get some new friends okay. who, is, yes. when she's going to go smoke the weed, will huddle around her yes. and put her at the center yes. of the vortex so she's not easily spied on by pops. Totally. These girls who are with her do totally. not have her back. Totally. So you need to um, check your click, <laughs> Malia. Yeah, she should just hang out with us. Yeah, just hang out with us. I will literally do anything to protect her privacy. Me too. Yeah, I will like hold up a sheet, okay? Yeah. No, but that was such a good point. You and I were on the street about 20 minutes ago and you made that point to me. It was like, she has bad friends. Bad friends. Like, they should be protecting her more. Yeah, they should be looking out for her. There are so many perks that has to come yes. with being friends with the president's daughter. Yes. And if your crew is not ride or die, yeah. then they must be expelled. Like, Put the first daughter on your back, okay? Put the first daughter on your back. Do but it. again, I grew up in that area. I know those girls. They don't are, give are a they fuck. Are they like r- sort of rich? They're bitchy, beyond DC rich. Girls? They're beyond right. bitchy. Yes, that is completely. See, I know it. about rich bitchy 
New York girls. It's and I know different about, vibe. Yeah. See, and I know about rich, bitchy LA girls, but like I can't quite imagine the rich, bitchy DC girls. Yeah, it's waspy. It's waspy. Yeah, okay. It's the proximity to politics. So like yeah. there are other like senators' daughters sure, sure. and like their parents are in Congress too, mm-hmm. but like they aren't going to be on the front page for it. Oh my god, maybe they're sabotaging her. Full sabo. Are you kidding? Oh my god. Full sabo. But she um, needs to have a reality show. That's the trashiest thing of all time. <laughs> it will be a docu-series and it will be on fucking HBO. <laughs> okay, she should have a docu-series on HBO about like her, her gap year. Her gap oh my god, about her gap year and like other politicians' daughters that she hangs out with. Oh, oh, so you want it to be I like, it like sex in the city yeah. with sex in the district. Yes. Trademark. Oh my God. I would watch that. I'm writing it right now. Yeah, you're writing it. Thank I you. I have a laptop on my lap. <laughs> click, 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 click. And thank you. Okay. Well, you know, I think you've changed my perspective on this a little bit because Wait, I was... Wait, what were you feeling? I was feeling like it was weed. I think it is weed. Um, I think she's just spliff. Let's split. Yeah. Let, let, let's spliff the difference. Okay. I okay? think it's a spliff. Um, for <laughs> sure, a spliff. First of all, if she was, what she should have done is like smoked a one hitter. You know. <laughs> yes, that's good. Like that's what she should have done. That makes sense. Um, but it, okay, so she. I think she's. Um, we're both looking at this image on my computer. I do think she's smoking weed. I don't think it is a big deal for an eighteen-year-old girl to be smoking weed. I agree with you. This is what eighteen-year-old girls do. I did it. No biggie. Except. I do think that she was a bit remiss here because I think that you have to stop for a moment and think about the repercussions of your actions if you are the daughter of the president of the United States. Yeah. And I think it's a bad look for the first family. Like, I don't care, but there are idiots in the world that seem to care about this kind of thing. And it just adds fuel to the hatred of Barack Obama fire, mm-hmm. which like we don't feel in New York City. But I'm telling you, having gone to these conventions like it exists, people really don't like him. So it's like you have to behave with a bit more decorum than the average person. And that blows. But that's just what you have to do. Yeah, imagine yourself at 16. What were you doing at 16? Were you drinking then? I was literally like blowing lines (laughs) and like getting picked out of boarding school. Yeah, it was. And like having sex with older dudes. Yes, yes. Okay, so (laughs) she's been holding it together. She waited until she was of legal age. I do agree with that. The last year of her thing. I do agree with that. Uh, You know, you know, I'll always play devil's advocate on this show. I I would just be like, no. No, no, no. I love love her. And I feel like it's it's right on. She she hit it right at the right moment. If it was like a year ago, I, I would be on your side. I do agree with that. Beer burp. <laughs> you and I are disgusting. We were disgusting. <laughs> I was like, I decided just to let them ring. I'm like, here you go. That's a burp. I'm human, okay? I think that probably the right the right attitude about this thing exists somewhere in between where you and I are coming from. I love that. You know what I mean? I, we are America. I know. We are. We're sitting here. We're talking. We're having discourse. We're agreeing. Maybe you're listening and you're like, I feel another way. Yeah. But you're still going to come back next episode and listen again. Exactly. That's America. That's America. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> okay. Speaking I of. I will climb your tower. <laughs> what is it? What is my song called? It's why I climbed your tower. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, thank you. Um, speaking of the Obamas, uh, this is so political. You 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 did a couple of articles for Vice, and, and now, now I'm in now, it. Yeah, now you're just fucking. I'm in a it. junkie. This Can't is a this is a political show. Let's change the category. Oh, I'm changing it. It's a political show. I love it. It's what it is now. Um, 
Obama released his summer playlist. Yes, fire playlist. It was. He's like Spotify and got shit on me. Okay, yeah, let's peruse and okay, see. So let's but let's first say this. Okay. This election cycle is so terrible and horrible and disillusioning and upsetting and disgusting and depressing that it is easy to forget that we only have a few months left with a very cool president. I've- so fucking cool. He's just cool. And regardless of whether or not you agree with his politics, though my assumption is all those who listen to this podcast do agree with his politics. But even if you don't, you cannot ignore the fact that the man has a certain vibe about him that is extremely cool. There is just a coolness to him. I feel like like other presidents in like days of yore also had this. Yes. And I... Like, even Bill Clinton also Mm -hmm. had his sort of swag moment. Mm -hmm. He would play the saxophone. Mm -hmm. But just like... In terms of like the wife, the family, he's attractive. He He has like his one human cigarette a week, apparently. Like it's all just like it's all really too good to be true. He killed Osama bin Laden. Like like, there's there's so much sexy ass shit. And what I love about this playlist is that I trust his recommendation to music because have you seen the clip of him singing? No. Oh, we should have had this queued up. Oh Wait, my god. Okay, let's find it. Let's Hold try on. it. Okay. So Barack Obama, he's he giving say? a speech and he sings like literally like six words of Al Green. Ooh, so it's really? like Barack Obama sings and it'll come up. And as a singer myself, you've heard it on this very mm-hmm. podcast, the um mellifluous tones. It is really, really good singing from Barack. Really? And it's so sexy. I get wet. Okay, there we is go. This it? Raw yes. Video? Okay. And it's like nine seconds of perfection. Okay, let's... And then to know that uh, Reverend Al Green was here. Yeah, it's Al Green. Go back, go back, go back. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Go back. Should we do it one more time? Yes, yes, yes. I Once need more. it. Yes, my pussy drops <laughs> out of my fucking arsehole. It is so good. Love with you. It's Great to know that uh, Reverend Al Green was here. Swag, swag, swag. Vibrato. Uh, so in love with you. Love with you. Oh, my goodness. That- Love with yeah, you. that's it's nice. Amazing. It's so sexy. So to confirm, <laughs> we'll, okay, so we'll he, get to that later. So he knows what he's talking about, in other words, because he has good taste in music and a beautiful singing voice. Yes, a fucking <laughs> chord singing voice. So he he drops literally. Those are those are the words of the tweet. Been waiting to drop this. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, but not even that like sort of like forceful way that no. you feel like you couldn't imagine him saying it. No, he would absolutely he's say like, that because he's cool. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, I can't do yeah. it right now. <laughs> <laughs> my half-hazard Barack. Um, Michelle, uh, I've been waiting to drop this. I can't. That was bad. That was horrifying. It was good. They're better than I could do. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yes, he released his summer playlist. Here's the best part about it. It's two parts. The first part is the daytime playlist. Daytime. The second time is the nighttime playlist, oh, which shit. is super chill. And I think the Obamas get busy, too. Oh my god! I think they have to have good sex. They must have good sex. I like just like it's a hard world. I bet they don't have sex often because he's really busy. He's so fucking tired, and he's just busy like running the world. But I'm sure that when they do it, can you imagine having sex in the the, White House with the president? With the president, even if it was your husband, you'd be like, I'm 
fucking the, the president. president. That would be like, ill. That would be fucking dope. Okay, I do have one problem. What though, is with, your umbrage? Okay, my umbrage is that number three or number four on his daytime playlist is Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. And it's like, Obama, where have you been? <laughs> I like, lo- You know what? When I first saw this playlist, I was like, I love that. Because like for that to be on this playlist, it feels like a song that he has to actually enjoy. Like I feel like a lot of this feels like intern curated. We begin right, right, with right. Wale, which is sure, like, I get sure. it. He's a DC rapper. Sure. I, I know that's why he's on this playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it feels a little intern curated. But for like... For that to be so glaringly, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like, Obama must have heard the song on campaign and like, and loved, like it. And loved it, and it's like on his workout playlist or, or something. Oh, totally. Or he's like seen that video. Or Sasha like, loves it. Sasha probably loves Sasha it. probably fucking loves that band. Ooh, there's a Nas and Damian Marley song on here. There's a Nina Simone song on here. Oh my here. God, Sinnerman is fucking dope. I When I saw that, I was like, that's dope. I love the. Uh, there's a Sarah the Bareilles song, though, which is sort of whack. Wait. Oh, many of them. <laughs> Again, Sasha has two teenage daughters. Yeah. How, how, how good is that? that? He has this softness to it. Right, yeah. Ooh, there's a common song. Who's the hottest man in the whole world? Oh, my God. Prince. He's obviously honoring Prince. Prince. Rock steady. We turn up. And then we end and up with Charles Mingus. Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys, which is like perfect for a president to be listening to on the summer. Oh, summertime. my God. Me gustas too. He has that one like okay, <laughs> Spanish language song. Per- perfect. It's so equitable. He's, he's a diplomat. Um, Okay, let's turn to the nighttime playlist. Acid Rain by Chance the Rapper. Oh, like, Ooh. literally game over. Game over. <laughs> game over. Game over. Fuck. I Get Lonely by Janet Jackson. Ugh, so good. There's a lot of good stuff on here. I, I love that he's giving... Um, He has a Mary J. Blige and Method Man song. Yeah. There's there's D'Angelo, Lettucey. So they're both about fucking baby making. Yeah, I mean, he's getting busy to this D'Angelo song. I love it. Right? Yes. Oh my god, I I love it. He's just really, really repping for black artistry. He I is. Love it. And I mentioned to you on the street, I am very happy that he did not include any Beyonce songs. <laughs> Beyonce. There were no lemonade songs on this because <laughs> Beyonce blows. And even though Barack Obama and his family are friends with Beyonce and Jay Z, he knows better because, like I said, he's cool and has good taste. And he did not include any Beyonce songs on his playlist. Way to go, Barack. <laughs> Noticeably absent. Noticeably absent. From the list. Beyonce. And you know that Beyonce is the kind of bitch that's like pissed. Oh, you think she texted Michelle's like, what gives? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the like, well, so the, the text is a screenshot and, it, and it's the words, what gives? Yeah, what and gives? an emoji with like of the, a bee. the, the gun. Oh. sad face. <gasps> Be sad face. Yeah. See, oh you're my God. so creative. Thank you. Speak. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of Michelle Obama and music, um, she was on Carpool Karaoke, which was very, very cute. I'm not. I didn't watch that it's one. Very, very cute. Uh, because she's cute and like the whole thing's cute. And James Corden. Corden yeah. I always fuck it up. And uh, the black James Corden. I <sighs> think of me that way. That is a great way to build yourself. It's my Tinder profile. <laughs> I, that's so smart. <laughs> Also, he I love him so much. He's adorable. He is so wonderful. I watched the first season of Sorry Tangent. No, please. James Corden, he has a show that he wrote um, in Britain, and it's called Gavin and Stacey, uh, oh. and it's amazing, and I just rewatched the first season of it because... Is it on the Netflix? It's not. It's on mm. the torrent, so okay. if you want to risk your life that way, yeah. it's on the Amazon. Go on Amazon. Oh, it's on the Amazon. Okay. That's good. I will watch that because I really like him. It's fucking dope. And he's really talented. He's adorable. He's so adorable. He's so talented. He's a man of many hats. He, you are the black James Corden. I love it. Actually, he's the white Larry Owens. He's the British Larry Owens. Yeah. Um... Anyway, she was on Carpool Karaoke. She has this uh, initiative. I do not remember the name of it. It's Get like, moving. 
No, it's not that one. It's about although that one's good. It's about um, it's about uh, uh, spreading education worldwide to girls. Oh yes, about getting girls educated mm. and yada yada yada, and um, the specifics of which I have. It's forgotten. fine. We all have but Google. You, get, you don't yeah. have to do it. So you get the idea. <laughs> but what's so great about it is that Missy Elliott wrote a song for it. Yeah, and Missy Elliott is on the carpool karaoke. She like appears in the back oh, of shut the car. Up. Shut up! And then the three of them sing a bunch of Missy Elliott songs. Perfect. And I love Missy Elliott so much. She's, she is. Oh my god, she uh, is so amazing. cool. I was texting Emily the other night, and I was like, I want her to tour so badly. I want to go to a Missy Elliott concert. That would be fucking fun and wholesome. Wouldn't it and be like, so fun? exciting? Anyway, my point is that like. The Obamas have good taste in music. If Michelle Obama was like, yeah, let's get Missy to do a track for yeah, this. Yeah, I love Missy Elliott. That was my Michelle Obama. I love her. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My my word is my bond. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone get out and vote for Donald Trump. Thank you. My word is my bond. All right. Let's move to a slightly less fun, slightly more serious Tapique. Oh, I'm about to read for filth. So, okay. yeah, okay, like I'm, it, I'm, it, it'll be fun in that way because someone's about to get read the fucking riot act. <laughs> okay, good. I this is, <laughs> actually, I'm I'm really glad that I asked you to come on this week because I'm fucking enraged. Yeah, because I think and I think you I think rightly so. But let's I will I will I will lead you into this. So there was controversy this week. Uh, the Daily Beast published a piece that um, has encountered a lot of criticism um their journalist nico hines goes to rio and writes a story about the sex taking place in the olympic village uh which by the way there are too many stories about that every olympic every single olympic somebody's writing an expose about the sex taking place in the olympic village it's like i get it they're fucking there like, oh my god wait athletes have genitalia <laughs> no wait i have no idea that athletes it's have like, genitalia and that like, wait a second all these really attractive people get together in a city and then they all fuck like you're, grunting you're with like kidding. testosterone and estrogen literally abounding you're pushing yourself to your yeah, physical limits god. and you think you don't want to fuck with other fucking gorge human demigods like, you're wow <laughs> like literally Pick a flavor, like it is. Like, like it's not a thing. No, this is this is news to no one. So he goes down there, and I think uh, again, I'm probably coming at this with not enough information to be talking about it. But I think what he was trying to do was what he he was trying to see how easily he could infiltrate the sex taking place in the Olympic Village as someone who was not an athlete. And so the way he <laughs> this, like all, already, all, already as an editor, I'm like, this isn't not a good this idea. isn't a story. No, it's a bad story. This is this is clickbait. That's exactly no. That's exactly where my head went, which is why I said there are too many stories about sex in the Olympic Village. Anyway, yeah, it's, if I was it's editing clickbait. him, yeah, it wouldn't be interesting to me. But whatever. But why is this one especially gross, Lara? So this one is especially gross because in doing so, he uses uh, a bunch of apps and found that the app in which he got the most responses and the most information was grinder unsurprisingly uh and which was his point in the piece which was met with a lot of controversy because the the implication was that you know gay men are hornier and wanting to fuck more often and people took umbrage with the fact that he is a straight man with a wife and a child who was who was implying such things so do with that what you will um, oh, I'll do something. Oh, like you it. will. So oh, what he said was that he maintained that he did not lie about his identity and that he was truthful about the fact that he was a journalist when asked. But what ended up happening was that he wrote this piece in which he 
though n- though not uh, identifying athletes by name, identified them by country and in stats. And and literally and the stats. information that you could plug into Google. Exactly. If you if you type in. <laughs> Yes. La- but, uh, Laos. Yes. Five nine. Yes. hundred something pounds. Rio. I exactly. think you might find exactly, exactly. who you were looking exactly. for. And so in doing so, uh, endangered some people uh, from countries where, you know, homophobia is rampant or it's illegal to be gay or. X, these are not. These are not X, y, and Z. homosexually friendly countries. That's exactly right. Not everywhere is as evolved as America. So let's look at America as privileged in that regard. Yes. And the problem with this is that there are, among many, many problems with this, is that there are certain ethics in journalism. And I am not a journalist, and I don't proclaim to be a journalist, but I am a fan of uh, good journalists, and I love journalism, and I am a consumer of... And we know when something is unethical. And we know we, yes. when the subjects of a journalistic right. piece are not being treated with respect. That's exactly we, right. we know when we're reading something when the author is not working with good intent. Mm-hmm. Like with the Noah Galvin piece. Again, mm-hmm. like like all that was published with that, like I knew from the moment that the author wrote his intro, the point of view, and then the comments that he allowed Noah to, to publish were right. like followed as such. Right. So while not being journalists, it is intended for us sure. to read. Sure. So, of course, we have a value system and how we're going to yeah. procure this information. And I think the point that's even more interesting about that is that if we can see it, how can someone who has studied and trained as a journalist and been a journalist not see how uh, how uh, sort of out of line with journalistic practices writing something like this is the entire thing is so gross is that is that your is that your lead well let me say this I, I did read a piece on slate which i'm not really a fan of necessarily but, but slate um, did go with this for me slate did go with this there was mark joseph stern wrote a piece at slate and said <clears throat> the following on thursday morning the daily beast published an exceedingly gross and bizarre article by a straight married beer burps straight married <laughs> male, male writer <laughs> Who lured in gay Olympians through hookup apps for no particular purpose. The entire piece is an astoundingly creepy exercise in grinder baiting, which involves a journalist ex- accessing grinder in an unlikely setting and seeing what happens. But the Daily Beast piece, penned by Nico Hines, is a uniquely disgusting and irresponsible entry into the tire genre. Hines entices his often closeted subjects under false pretenses effectively outs several closeted athletes who lived who live in repressive countries then writes about the whole thing in a tone of mocking yet lurid condescension so let's i I will give you the floor no that was when i read the slate piece slate the slate piece led me to the original nico hines bullshit garbage vomit that he spewed on online with uh, with no ethics Mm -hmm. and just again we are mm. privileged in america mm-hmm. where we will not kill someone for being homophobic in mo- for being mm. homosexual in most cases right. that is not the case around the world no. and so gay people historically have created spaces for themselves where they can feel safe that's right in the beginning those were bars then yeah. bathhouses and yeah. then online so grinder is considered a safe space for sure. homosexuals to go to meet other meet other like-minded people right. for whatever sure sex being one of the things on the table sure 
but that need for connection is probably the reason why he got the most responses because he, it, is, right. it is less normalized for a gay person to be out and about in the Olympic Village or really anywhere. Yeah. So for him to invade that safe space mm-hmm. and then... So that was his first offense for That you. was his first offense. Yeah. This is not a space for you. You are admittedly right. a married right. straight male. You admitted to being a journalist, but never did you admit to being a straight married man. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's I mean, that's funny because it's like that's an aspect of it that that as a straight white woman just would not occur to me. Yeah, I mean, as and, being an offensive thing. So it's it's cool to listen to you talk about it. Low key, if he said he was straight and married, he probably would have gotten more right, hits. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. But that's beside the point. Yeah, not the and point. then and then for him to go and to do this story that again did not need to be a story. There are so many more monumental things that are happening in the Olympic Village right now. There are two transgender athletes that are competing and doing well. There are several like record breaking turns by American athletes that he could be using his time, energy, space, and word count to cover. Why this? And then for him to say that he simply got the most responses from Grinder and then to shape his entire article around what was supposed to be yeah. about dating right or about all sex and then having this become the feature of it just seemed misguided yes and honestly just just dumb and like, also lazy lazy and clickbaity yeah and so it all just reeks of just ignorance yes on so many fronts yes. and it's so disgusting and annoying mm-hmm. that that the daily beast was ran the story sure. and that it that it only they only took it down when there's a response from a an athlete from Tonga that he actually went on a Twitter rant and and he did like That's maybe right, like 10, 10 series of tweets yeah. where he he said I forget what the actual quote was but he said like you tried to ruin us or something yeah. like that which is really really profound but is actually spot on for what this is it's that's not dramatic or overblown that's sure. actually it sure. he put lives at jeopardy yeah it, I mean it's just I think ignorance is probably the best word for it Again, it actually goes back to this question of, like, does intention matter? Right? Intention. Like, in this case, it is obviously different than the Donald Trump case. It's like, I, 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 don't, I don't think, actually, in this case, intention matters. Because I think that the, the fallout could have been, and maybe will be, I don't know, ver- potentially extremely dangerous for people. I mean, it just, even once it was brought to their attention... So what it happened, wasn't handled well. So what happened is that after the initial outrage or the first sort of onslaught of outrage, um, they redacted a bunch of uh, information from the piece, but they kept the piece up and they added an editor's note at the end, uh, so, sort of apologizing, explaining why they sort had, of sort of apologizing, explaining why they had redacted certain things, explaining that they had not intended for the piece to be. Um, to have offended anybody and additionally mentioning that the the Daily Beast has a certain set of values among them the the you know to be on the defense of the rights of LGBT people and blah 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 and it's this. just such an old and creaky notion that that mm. homosexuals are more or more sexualized than any other being. Sure. Or that or that they're more promiscuous than any other being. And that's this 
story tried to sensationalize that. Yeah. And it's just, That's a good point. It, and it's just old and it's so tired. And at this point it's disrespectful sure. no, and, and, it, and it is insulting that you're trying to take these people, these Olympians, yeah. these champions, champions of all their respective countries, the most hardworking people in the so, world, like physically hardworking yeah. people yeah. And, and try to reduce them to a proclivity or for a, a release uh, or for a connection. He, we don't know what these men wanted. That's right. And and he she's trying to paint this picture because it was the only information that he received. If he was a fucking better looking man, he would have gotten more responses on fucking yeah. Tinder and Bumble. Yeah. But he's a fucking Sasquatch ass looking <laughs> fucking bearded ass, fat, paunchy ass <laughs> piece of bullshit. So of course the gay people were more sincere and open to that. Right. The gay people accepted his ass yeah, we because we they have a category for his fucking otter looking <laughs> bullshit ass <laughs> that, that women don't want. He would have to buy a fucking couple dinners to get anything in the Olympic Village <laughs> with his fucking ugly ass Nico Hines bullshit. Where'd you fucking get your journalism degree from? Ratchet piece of garbage ball sack. Yeah. Like fucking ugly ass Nico. How dare you? Thank you. I will drag. Thank you. I will drag you, you for should. trying to drag my gay brothers and I sisters. I think you should. Gay brothers. And I, in this so case. what I what I had written in the notes and what I uh, believe and stand by. Uh, oh, look, there's a rainbow, Larry. Oh, my God. Yes, Game <laughs> Pride. For the, yes, for what we're talking about. <laughs> this rainbow is a gift of Nico Hines. Yeah, that's for you, Nico. <laughs> as, as penance. The rainbow is the middle finger in the sky. The middle finger in the sky. Um, No, so what I was going to say is that, like, I often... Yeah, let's put it up so you can see it. It's really pretty, guys. You can see it, right? Oh, my God. It is really, really pretty, actually. It's very, very nice. Um, What I was going to say is that I often think that people... Uh, get outraged for no good reason and I often think that people find reasons to be outraged in stories just for the sake of being outraged but I have to say in this particular instance I think the outrage is validated yeah I think that this was a big I really do I think this was a big that means a lot I know how much that you hate like apology culture is something that we talked about I know and I really I really hate it yeah apology Um, culture big time but I think that this was a big mistake by the journalist. It was a big mistake by the editor. And okay, so actually I have a question. So I'm going to read today. It may have been, I think it was today. No, it was yesterday. Uh, the Daily Beast took the story down. Finally. They eventually took the story down and then they wrote this. <clears throat> him, 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 him. Today, the Daily Beast took an unprecedented but necessary step. We are removing an article from our site, the other Olympic sport in Rio, swiping. The Daily Beast does not do this lightly. Jesus, bur- beer burps. <laughs> I don't, every time I read something. Our pH level must be really Gross. Um, All right. So the Daily Beast does not do this lightly. As shared in our editor's note earlier today, we initially thought swift removal of any identifying characteristics and better clarification of our intent was the adequate way to address this. Our initial reaction was that the entire removal of the piece was not necessary. We were wrong. We're sorry. And we apologize to the athletes who may have been inadvertently compromised by our story. Today, we did not uphold a deep set of the Daily Beast's values. These values, which include standing up to bullies and bigots, and specifically being a proudly, steadfastly supportive voice for the LGBT people all over the world, are core to our commitment to journalism and to our commitment to serving our readers. 
As a newsroom, we succeed together and we fail together. And this was a failure on the Daily Beast as a whole, not a single individual. The article was not intended to do harm or degrade members of the LGBT community, but intent doesn't matter. Impact does. <gasps> oh, shit. Full circle. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, our hope is that removing an article that is in conflict with both our values and what we aspire to as journalists will demonstrate how seriously we take our error. We were wrong. We were wrong. We will we'll do, do better. better. What do you think of that? This is the first time that I've read this mm-hmm. apology. Yeah. It seems, 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 seems sincere. Mm-hmm. And it, and I also am with you in that I don't like a lot of the apology culture. Yeah. Especially when it comes to art and, sure. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and totally. things like that. Mm-hmm. This from a place of ethics and journalism, because it was perpetrated as journalism. We, sure. we were supposed to read it and think that it was sure. supposed to like tell us something about what it's about like to be in Rio yeah, and yeah, to be yeah, dating yeah, yeah. and, and, and yeah. how exactly yeah. it works in the age of digital media. Yeah. This story did not tell that story. That's right. This story outed people. It shamed people. Yeah. And it tried to propel an image of gay promiscuity that we know is archaic yeah and this apology it it remedies that i think this apology is at the very least well written it's a solve yeah it's well written they had to put something out no matter what i always find actually this is like a problem in my personal life too i always find that when whenever i receive an apology or i read an apology apologies never really do it for me because it always feels like well you're apologizing because you know you have to. Yeah. I realize that sort of sounds very strange because No, some, no, I apologize. You know what I, mean? I have to apologize often. Yeah. <laughs> and and but I take them so seriously yeah. and that I want it to like I never want it to seem like I'm apologizing because, because you I, want it. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. because it because I have to. I, I yeah. like so I really, really You know what I mean. I, I do know what you mean. It's so, really I think that in this case they covered all their bases. Yes. Uh but I think that I think there's an interesting part in here that I fear burps that I'd like to talk about where they say as a newsroom, we succeed together and we fail together. And this was a failure on the Daily Beast as a whole, not a single individual. And let me back up and say that I have a book on my shelf. It's right here. In fact, I'm going to grab, grab it. a portable mic, um, yeah, portable mic in my hand. It is called So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. And if you have not read it, I will lend it to you. Uh, go home with that book. Yes. And if you have not read it, listeners, you should read it. And what it is about it is such a genius book. What it is about. John Ronson. John Ronson, who is uh, not just brilliant, but funny and insightful. and Like you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> We're so annoying. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, what this book is about is it is about the way in which we another beer the way in which our culture uh tears people down and destroys them after they make mistakes mm-hmm. so there are a lot of examples one and he every chapter is a new example one example which is probably the easiest example to explain a girl who was a low-level employee at uh, aic she did something there can't quite remember i mean i could look it up but it anyway it doesn't matter she she was from Africa, a white girl from South Africa, and she had like a hundred Twitter followers or something. And she tweeted something <gasps> out. She tweeted something out. This was years ago. She tweeted something out saying, like, on my way back to Africa, 
like hope I don't get AIDS. Yeah, she was American and she tweeted. She wasn't though. She's oh, South she African. She wasn't. On my way back to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Like, lol, JK, I won't because I'm white. Okay. So she tweeted this. Garbage. Which is dumb. Fucking worse than Nico. It is worse than Nico in many ways. And it's number one offense is that if she was trying to be funny, it's not fucking funny. It like it I I I I truly don't see the joke. No, there's I mean it's just bad. In many, many ways it is bad. (laughs) I'm like I'm like waiting. So what happens? I'm like waiting for the for the punchline still. Of which there is none. What happens? She gets on a flight to go to Africa. No Wi Fi. Mid-flight, somebody from a big media organization, I want to say it was Gawker, but it, I don't think it was, picked up the tweet, saw the tweet. In they were of, searching on Twitter AIDS, and they <laughs> saw this garbage, and spite, they were like, the fact, let's drag her, because yes. she's fucking heinous. So in spite of the fact that she had like 100 Twitter followers, this thing got liked and retweeted by like... Into oblivion. Into oblivion, to the point where by the time she got off the plane 17 hours later in Africa... News stations were waiting for her mm-hmm. at the terminal. Mm-hmm. Now that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, crazy! God. You and said she, the tweet. You get off the plane, yeah. and like people are like, "Meese, meese, meese." Apparently, what happened? <laughs> apparently, what happened is that she woke up. She she lands, turns on her phone, and gets all these text messages being like, "I'm so sorry." Why are friends because, sorry? Well, oh, because, because they're friends with her, and she's a fucking horrifying person. <laughs> I don't understand the question. So what ends up happening is that she has no idea this is happening in the air. It happens midair. Yada, yada, yada. Basically. She gets fucking fired. She gets fired. And, uh, and what, so, but the point about the book and the point I'm trying to make is that what happens to her in the aftermath of that tweet, uh, and I'm not saying the initial aftermath, the initial outrage, the, the firing, all of that stuff, all of that stuff I understand. She had to go, maybe, I, I don't really know how these things work necessarily. I think the initial emotional reaction to something is not... It still sucks, because she, she wasn't a famous person. She wasn't a person in the public eye. No, she wasn't. She was a nobody. She, yeah. was, she had less followers than I do. Yeah. Um, but what has happened to her is that she had... I mean, it has sincerely ruined her life. Yeah. That she, is unfortunate. And so the question in, that this book talks about, and the question that I'm about to ask about Nico Hines... Uh-huh. Is that is, you know, when is enough enough? Like, when do people like when do we eventually as a culture back off and like stop shaming people? Yeah. You know, like, does the reaction is the reaction always the right reaction to the crime? Like, did she say a shitty, racist, dumb thing that she didn't realize was racist? That was like a fucking stupid joke. And is she dumb? Yeah, she's dumb and she's not funny and she's unintentionally offensive. Yeah, she's not a comedian. If if, if it was a series of like. Funny tweets where she made her sure. living on making jokes and being incisive and if she was and like smart. Lisa Lampanelli, yeah, and and was like being smart and funny. We wouldn't even let Lisa get away with that, but yeah. we she also wouldn't get fired because she's a career comedian That's who right. makes her own living that way. And so the question is like, does that tweet mean that this girl for the rest of her life should be followed around by that tweet? That's sort of the question. It's like, in my opinion, no, I don't think so. I think people fuck up. And yes. do things that they don't they don't realize the implication of. Uh-huh. And she's not running for president. You know, uh-huh. she sent out a dumb tweet. Yada, yada, yada. So here's the question. I imagine that this piece is going to follow Nico Hines around mm-hmm. for some time. For, for, for and some time. perhaps forever. A hardy decade. It is possible that this is the thing. And I don't know anything about Nico Hines' career before this. I've never heard his name. 
Uh, but but he was, yeah, he's writing online content. But it's possible that maybe he's done some things that are good. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't follow him. Maybe um, he has a book out. Does he? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he maybe. does. <laughs> like, it's possible. We, we know nothing about we Nico know nothing Hines about him. besides the fact that I now hate him yeah, forever. And you hate him forever. And it's funny because it's like it. it is exactly what this book is talking about. Nico Hines. And it's exactly what this thing says here, which is that in but intent doesn't matter. Impact does. I'm not sure that Nico Hines meant I it's funny because I'm a cynic, but I often can't imagine that people can be so hateful in Mm. spite of my cynicism. I can't imagine that Nico Hines set out to write a hateful piece about gay people he and did, out he, a bunch of people. He, this is what I'll say. Yeah. He did not set out to write uh, something hateful, but it revealed something about him as a person mm-hmm. when he wrote it. The girl who wrote I think the that's tweet a good point. did not set out to write something. Yes. Mm, I don't know. She wrote something pretty hateful. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what, what her intent was, but it does, it reveal, does reveal, but it reveals something about her. That is a very that, good point. That, Ultimately, is the point of the shaming. The shaming is that if you be- if you think this, if you believe yeah. this, the world at large will not condone it. Your circle will condone it. The editors who read it will condone it. Yeah. The people who the other people who follow you will condone it. Right. The world at large yeah. will not take for that for the for the insulting and shaming and the minimalization of an entire group of people yeah. in one case the the population of africa inflicted <laughs> with aids and in another gay people who use a hookup app for the simple yeah. purpose of connecting with people that they cannot connect with in normal everyday life i i actually think that's a very smart point that yes i think that's so a good so way that's that, that's my stance on it i do think that in a because these both both these people are americans sure. we have we have a great great history of redemption stories mayor marion barry a black person <laughs> smoked crack and then he was elected mayor <laughs> the next year so like it, like so we do it like it happens all the time mm-hmm. martin sheen uh, charlie sheen mm-hmm. all of the sheens have <laughs> 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 bounced back mm-hmm. from like lots of drama and trauma and we will still go and watch their movies that's right so they're i I feel like in America we do have open the second chapter, sure. but we 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 do need to drag you for a little bit. I think that that's so. Here's where I'm agreeing with you. Penance. People, no people need to be made aware of of the horrible things they've done, whether or not they meant those horrible things or not. In these two cases that we're talking about, maybe they didn't, maybe they did. Who the fuck knows? It doesn't matter because in 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 impact is what matters. Yeah. So they deserve. The initial onslaught. I'm not sure that it that they deserve for it to. In Nico's case, maybe more so than this girl, although hers for different reasons. And again, I don't know anything about his career in general. Is this should this define him for the rest of time? I don't know. No, it's it's the court of public opinion. Yes, and so it it is court. And it's public opinion. Sure. And and unfortunately for his line of work, he is a journalist. It's funny, though, because journalists, I've found often it's it's sort of this it's sort of the one career in which you make one mistake and you are discredited for the rest of time because we you can't come we back hope, from we it. hope that as as journalists you are the source for many people and like you're you a truth are, teller you're n- more something. than more than that your audience mm-hmm. is is so widespread and it comes directly from your voice. When you put that byline on it, that authorship, you're saying that I wrote this. Sure. I researched this. Sure. I stand behind this. I think that this is just, equitable, fair, and representative of the subject that I am going to survey. Mm. And if you don't do that, then it 
speaks to your work. Yeah. And and if your work precedes you, your reputation precedes you, then that's a part of it. And Nico, I don't think of him as a bad person. I don't think of him as... He's just an as, idiot. Yeah, it, yes, again, it's, it's, it's ignorance at play. And he did not know that he was that he was hurting people. An idiot with 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 uh, what am I trying to say? He's an heart idiot. of gold. <laughs> Girl no, with no, heart no. of gold. In fact, it's quite the opposite. An idiot that has sort of deep rooted opinions that he himself is probably not even conscious of. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But you know, Nico, maybe this will be a nice learning experience for him. For for all of us, for and all for of all, us, and for a, all a of lot us. of a lot of a lot of Americans, like it, it made me aware of just the simple fact that like there are places still in the world where like sure. homophobe, like, not homophobia, I keep calling it that because I, <laughs> I never said homosexuality. We're fucking being gay, <laughs> right? Being gay is illegal. Yeah, and you can't. You know, no, you and, and the law is not on your side if you're no. a gay person. No, you can't get not. married. You have no rights. No rights. As a gay person. No, I know. So. All right. Let's let's switch to the lighter part. Of yes, the please. Let's lighten up. Let's lighten this up. Um, would you fuck Ryan Lochte or Michael Phelps? Michael Phelps. Over Ryan Lochte. Oh, yes, because Michael Phelps. I watched an interview with him. He's from my hometown of That's Baltimore. That's right, Baltimore. That's right. He's also taller, I think, which Much. I love. Mm-hmm. I love a gangle puss. Mm-hmm. And, and he has a beautiful body. His, his kid is really cute. There Boomer. Was, or yeah, Boomer is so fucking cute. <laughs> there was like an Instagram, and I was like, who is this cute-ass baby? And it was Boomer. And it made me like him. And he gave an interview, and like the way he speaks, it's so like Maryland, adorable boy. He seems like a right. nice guy, and he smokes weed. So he does smoke weed. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Ryan Lochte is literally the dumbest person. <laughs> I mean, he is, it's like unbelievable. I was watching. I think it's a turn off for me. I, I find him physically attractive. I think, but I think that the idiocy. So actually, let me say this. I yeah, who are you gonna find? <sighs> Lochte. No, you know my initial my 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 initial reaction is probably Lochte because uh-huh. I think that I can he's, tell you're Lochte. Girl. I think he's better looking. I can tell you're a Lochte I girl. Think. I like the ugliness of Michael Phelps. Except here's the thing: so I think Michael Phelps is ugly, but I saw an Under Armour ad that uh-huh. he's in where he is um, really scruffy, and he has scruffy hair and he has a scruffy Off beard, season. and he looked so hot. Like I super like, hot I l- And I was I like Oh I would it. definitely Fuck that version Of Michael Phelps I love it And also like I think that I think that actually The truth is that Neither of them are my type Not even close Yeah And so if I was gonna Fuck one of them I think that I would Fuck Michael Phelps To be like Guess what guys I fucked the most Decorated Olympian <laughs> Of all time Like why would I bother Fucking Ryan Lochte When I could fuck Bragging Michael right. Phelps no, You know I, what I mean I've had a crush On Michael Phelps Going back to like like, like three Olympics past, yeah. probably his first Olympics. Honestly, I was like, I, I like that, like that tall, gangly white boy come out of the water, Amazing. drenched in water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god, so funny. The Onion had such a funny article yesterday about Ryan. It was like Ryan Lochte remarks on how much wetter the pool is in Rio than in London. Get out of here. And it was so funny. But I saw. <laughs> yeah. Like, so the most Ryan Lochte thing of all time. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it's it's yeah. 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 The most Ryan Lochte thing of all time. By the way, for those of you who have forgotten that Ryan Lochte used to have a reality show. Never forget. It was I've the, never forgotten. It was, it was on E. <laughs> it was, it was e. garbage. It was <laughs> amazingly funny because he's so dumb. They had to work so hard to make it like oh a thing God. to There's sustain so a thought. I know. For him. For him. So the most Ryan Lochte thing of all time is that Ryan Lochte dyed his hair like platinum blonde before the Olympics, which by the way, I've never thought he looked hotter than when he had that platinum blonde hair. Because I think there's something sort of, he sort of looked like a model. Anyway, 
Um, the, but the most, it is the most Ryan Lochte thing ever is that it didn't occur to him that he's a fucking swimmer and that he has to swim in chlorine. So his hair is now green. <laughs> because when you are a bleach, when you are bottle blonde and you get in chlorine, it fucks your hair up. So now he looks like the Joker. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> and I was watching him last night on NBC where they have, for some reason, they have Ryan Seacrest being the person that is like interviewing these people. It's like, can you get somebody better than this? But I, I love it. Ugh, on on I, Bojack Horseman, they have what's called a Ryan Seacrest type. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, tangent, but keep going. So Ryan Seacrest is interviewing him and he's like, so um, Ryan, like, what are you going to do? Like, I guess he's done. I guess Ryan locked these lines. Like, now, Ryan, what are you going to do now that you're on break? And, going grinder. Like, what are you going to do? Nico Hines. It was even better than that. He was like, <laughs> going grinder, hit up Nico Hines. Uh, he was like, um, well, I think like the first thing I'm going to do is. Like, I'm probably going to go pick up my dogs because, like, I really miss my dogs. So I'm definitely going to go pick up my dogs <laughs> and then, um, like, probably going to eat a juicy burger. And then uh, after that, like, I think I'm going to go to Vegas to, like, celebrate with my boys. With my boys. With my boys. <laughs> and I was sitting there looking at him thinking, like, and by the way, I sped that up, like, five times oh like, it was the most labored response <laughs> it took like 20 minutes for him to say what i just Plotting said along it went this on milestone and on next and on. milestone it's like the, the for one, um <laughs> i think um you know probably the first um, probably gonna pick up my dogs like it went on forever so he really is stupid and in fact Ryan Seacrest <laughs> ran out of things to talk to him about because he's so stupid and so eventually was like Lochte, can you just like take out your phone and show us some photos on your phone? No. Yes, it was the most bizarre interview of all time. And Ryan Seacrest is like a pro at this yes, point. Yes, because he like is like this is literally all he does. Is all he does interview is dumb, dumb people. To dumb people. <laughs> it's all he does. To dumb like self-important That's people. That's it. That's literally all the man does. And he was stumped by a stump. Wordplay. Anyway, maybe I would fuck both of them. I. I don't know. Did I you, would. You would fuck both of them. Come well, on. Well, I don't have sex, but I. <laughs> but like, <laughs> as a rule, but I would go further with Michael Phelps right. than I will with Ryan Lochte. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love tall. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, did you know that trampoline was an Olympic sport? For kindergartners? No, like it is a real fucking sport. For children, do they do tricks and do they flip and shit? I don't understand. The they question. literally, like. It is the. It's actually one of the craziest things I've ever watched. Is it about height? Do I you think have it's to get... height and like, and then you do a bunch of flips and all sorts of crazy shit in the air, okay. and it's like really, really, really insane. Is it a part of the gymnast arena? No, or it's is just it... you're just a trampoliner, trampolinist. <laughs> you're the trampolinist. You're a trampolinist. Trampolina. It is so crazy to watch. Here's a tramp. Honestly, For everyone that, that has not seen it, pull it up. It, I was like shrieking. That they must go, come on at fucking midnight. Go, like, like that's like the least prime they time go event. Eighty-seven feet in the air. So wait, listen to this. Yesterday, I was at uh, my friend's house, and I was saying to them, I was like drinking a beer and like feeling emo. And I was saying, like, oh, God, you know, like, when you're a child, anything is possible. And when Why you're... did I climb the tower? Yes, exactly. Why I climbed your tower? I was like, you know, uh, anything is possible when you're a child. And, you know, there was an age where, like, I was watch I would watch the Olympics and think, like, God, maybe one day, like, who knows? I could do anything because, like, I'm a child, right? Like, I can do literally anything. Yes. And then, like, now I'm at an age where it's like I watch the Olympics and it's like, okay, well, I know that this is one thing that's never going <laughs> to happen for me. Like, I'm never, ever, ever going to be an Olympic athlete ever in my life. And then I found out there was trampoline oh. in the Olympics. And I thought to myself, wait, 
it's possible if this is like a thing that people do for the gold like if i just set maybe if i change course on my life entirely and i just decide you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be an olympic trampolinist trampoliner trampolina like ballerina no just it's just tramp like you're like are you an olympic olympian tramp or not or not i just popped the oh sorry everybody um okay they'll live do you walk gymnastics i do i do i do you love simone i fucking love simone simone makes me smile ear to ear Mm -hmm. like like Mm -hmm. her her style her smile her story how fucking the fact that she does a move that's called the biles that no that no one else can physically do i know so like so she and then at the end she does like an extra leap for yeah, extra points. I love that. Knowing because like knowing that, that like her specialty move will get her more points than anyone else. Yeah. And then if she just throws a little jeté leap yeah. on that is like game and over. And then at the end of her routine, she turns to the judges and says, "Thank, Thank you." you. <laughs> That's what she does. I was so um, late on that. I was so late. I'm I was like, looking you right in the eyes. Like, and, and my <laughs> eyes, my eyes, by the way, are just like swerved. They're they're sideways. But I'm wasted. All of a sudden, it's extremely dark in it, here as well. It's dark. <laughs> the sun has gone down and no lights are on. On my end, just to give you a visual image, there are four Modelo cans lined up on her windowsill where there were none at the beginning of this taping. An hour and fifteen minutes ago. Yeah. Um, okay, but I do also think we should talk about Simone Manuel. Oh my was, God, who came out of nowhere? Came I, out of nowhere <laughs> and is the first African American woman to win an individual gold medal in swimming. Oh my God, amazing! I did watch her little like interview afterwards. So a, another sweet. just adorable sweetheart. These so girls sweet. are adorable sweetheart. Their name's Simone. I They're love it. fucking black and beautiful. I, I love them. It's and the getting Illuminati. Gold. Women named Simone. In Simone, the is your name Simone? <laughs> Are you for Team USA? Are you a fucking gold medalist? Yes. <laughs> yes, they, yes. I think every woman named Simone on Team USA is That's a gold medalist. That's the questionnaire. Um, no, she was so sweet. She won, and as she finished her 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 race, she didn't realize she had won. And there was, <laughs> That's amazing. It was so sweet. She's like, you're in the water, yeah, so I guess you really I don't know. You know. You're, cause I love that because it means that she was competing against herself. Yeah, she really like, was. Like, that it was about being her personal best, mm-hmm. and it turns out that her personal best was... It's the best in the world. the best in the world. And she turns around to look at at the board I guess the scoreboard and there is a video of because it was on NBC there's a video of the moment she realizes that the she GIF, has won the basically, gold like the GIF moment and it is so sweet it just tears your heart out it really oh does oh my god and I actually love the I love the Olympics I think a lot of people have given up on the Olympics and don't watch it anymore I love the Olympics and I never feel more patriotic it is a, it is a good like summertime feeling that you that you like you learn as a kid I and love it. when like you said when you're idealistic when you when the world feels that yeah. capacious and open and that you could do so yeah. much and then you grow up and become more practical and <laughs> and and more grounded and more yourself yeah. <laughs> more realistic that was a nice silent beer burp you. I'm like moving I have I have so much range of motion with this mic if I hold it in my hand so I can just move it oh my away God. From my mouth. Like I that. do have a, a similar sort of uh, 
love for the Olympics. Do you? And yeah, and just for the for the moment, for I what love it is. It. And I like no matter what, no matter what, when I'm watching the 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 medal ceremony, if an American wins gold and the flags are being raised uh-huh. and the national anthem is playing, I always cry. I mean, it oh really for some reason it moves me. I was very moved watching Simone Manuel's. That made me cry. Yeah. And in fact, uh, I watched Michael Phelps win a gold last night and then like um, his like second gold in like one night like, eight millionth gold garbage <laughs> it's like garbagely good try a little harder michael he can't um <laughs> anyway he uh got up there it was i think that i think that it was an event in which he has won it now in four straight olympics uh which is very cool um love it yeah, so cool. So he gets up there and uh, he's uh, the flag is being raised and the anthem is being played. And you would think, I think it was his 22nd gold medal, you would think that maybe after the fifth that you would like learn how to handle that moment and like it wouldn't be all that special to you anymore. <laughs> you would be jaded and blase. Yeah, but he was up there and he was crying and that made me cry. I was like, God, it still means something to you that is beautiful Lara we are sweet people I know like for all of our I know uh, for all of our shell that we have we really are we really are sweet like we're like two of like the sappiest people I know okay I have a final question oh god do you think that Allie Raceman is hot like is she a hot girl she's not for me no okay she's not for me either but Asad thinks she's really hot my boyfriend Asad shout out your um, taste yeah I guess and like, Olympians is off is weird but no, I, I think you know hot. I think it's hot Gabby Douglas is Ga- hot no Gabby's gorge Gabby is gorgeous Gabby's gorgeous Gabby's gotten a lot of flack for the, um in the black community no well the first was for her edges which oh are like the baby hairs not like the nape of her head <laughs> and like and she's literally going to like in pursuit of gold and like <laughs> the black community is like yeah but your hair it's like stop it with your fucking stop. patriarchy no one cares she, she has fucking yeah. westernly acceptable hair and she's amazing and then then she then literally the next day they were like you didn't put your hand over your heart she's like i'm tired yes no gabby is gorge i think gabby over Allie. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Gabby, and she's like taller. She's like, that's fun yeah. also that like from the last Olympics where she was yeah. 16 years old to this Olympics where she's now 20. She's a woman. She looks she's like a womanly. Woman. She's beautiful. And it's really, really cool. I, I love that. Okay. Was that it? I think that's it. Was that, those were the current events? I mean, it's been an hour and 20 minutes. I think this maybe marks the longest episode ever. No, no, no. My first episode <laughs> was longer. My first episode was like a, an hour 38. So like I am like. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I was. I thought this was two hours, and I was like, "No way! I got wasted. Time is a construct. Stranger Things, Demogorgon." Oh, I have to announce the news. <laughs> um, so the news is that uh, it, it has been wonderful having done this podcast for the last fourteen weeks. Um, I have had a very nice time doing it on my own. I have also had a very nice time doing it with Spencer. Um, Spencer, who is not here, obviously, and I'm, um, I think is spending more time in California. He and I have decided that, um, it's just not practical for us going forward to remain a team, uh, because he's has a, has a crazy schedule. He needs to be in two cities all the time. And so, you know, having a podcast, a weekly podcast that you have to do every week is not uh, logical for someone who cannot be in the same place every week. So um, I love you, Spencer. It has been fabulous doing this with you. Um, but And I really thank everyone tremendously who has listened uh, and been kind and supportive. 
Um, I imagine that Spencer and I will maybe do one other show together uh, mm. just to say goodbye. But um, never fear because I am not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, I love this shit and Yay. I am here every week. So um, I will be doing a show. I do not imagine that it will have the same name, but it will have the same vibe. It won't be called Spencer and Lara's Armatorium. I don't think it will be called Spencer and Lara's Armatorium. I, uh, I do think it will be. In fact, I know it will be called See You Next Tuesday. Uh, oh, yes. me like it. Thank you. Uh, which, for those of you who are stupid, stands for cunt. cunt. <laughs> uh, and it will be released every Wait. two. We're, we're going to say cunt, and then we're going to say our next catchphrase. Okay. Cunt. cunt. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> peak. That is that the, peak that disgusting. Great. I just need to end the show now. Um, <laughs> so uh, it will be called See You Next Tuesday. I will release it every Tuesday. I imagine that that will begin in September. Um, <gasps> new season. New Are you going to hiatus? I'm going to. Hi- well, I'm going to wait. I don't know when Spencer's coming home because he doesn't ever let me know. But um, I will finish out the show with him oh um, in a way that is responsible. And because I love him and I have loved doing this with him. Oh. Um, and I want to do it with him once more. But, whoa, that sounds so weird. I would fuck like fuck Spencer <laughs> Breslin on the podcast, <laughs> and we will just fucking listen. <laughs> how how oh do you sound God, when you're getting about- fucked? That's no. we'll leave that for the cunt. We're gonna podcast. leave that for the cunt. Um, yeah. <laughs> This is this is really turning. It's taking a turn. Um, okay, so it was so sweet it was before. So good before. It was like you were like, we're losing. I, I will it. miss you. <laughs> God be with you. Bon voyage. And now we're like, can you fuck Spencer on the last podcast, please? Oh boy. Okay, so, um, I will be back next week, maybe with Spencer. Maybe not um, under this show name. Um, and again, I will wait for Spencer to come home so that we can really bid farewell to this. It's been an amazing experience. Honest to God, it has actually changed my life in a lot of ways to do this. I mean that. Um, and I, again, thank everybody very, very much. And I love you all. And I love you, Larry. I love you. And I want you to be on this podcast all the time because you're so fabulous and I have so much fun with you. We and so we fun. do have so much fun. It's just so great. <laughs> can, um, we, can we keep hanging out? Yeah, even we, though yeah, we're yeah, done. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, uh, adios. I will see you for episode 15 next week. Uh, and That's I will a good see number. you. It's a good number. And I will see you in the fall for uh, see, see you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Thank you. Bye.